Hi, I'm Greg Jenkins, and welcome to my Pregnancy and Childbirth podcast. Today, we're going to talk about recovery after your caesarean. This topic was suggested by the partner of one of my patients. If you have any suggestions for podcast topics, please let me know. There are two types of caesarean. There's the caesarean that was performed during labour, where there was a plan to aim for a vaginal birth, but something happened during the course of labour to change direction and move towards a caesarean. The second type of caesarean is where there was always the intention to carry out a caesarean. Now, the recovery for both of these and the post-caesarean care is very similar for both. Really, the only difference is that if you laboured for some time before you had a caesarean, there may be a little bit more recovery needed in the first couple of days as you'll be recovering from the labour as well as recovering from the caesarean itself. We'll start by talking about what to expect immediately at the end of your caesarean. So you'll usually have either a spinal or an epidural type of anaesthetic, and some anaesthetists might leave an epidural catheter in your back and give you some anaesthetic down the epidural uh, immediately following your caesarean. Uh, some will give you some medication, uh, some long-acting medication through the epidural or the spinal to help with your pain relief for the first 12 hours or so after the caesarean. Uh, and on other occasions, you might have a drip with a push button that will give you small amounts of pain relief as you need it. Whichever approach it is, the anaesthetist will ensure that you have some good quality pain relief to get you through the first 12 hours or so after your caesarean. The same thing would apply if you had a general anaesthetic or a go-to-sleep anaesthetic for your caesarean. So you have some good quality pain relief. You'll also have an intravenous drip, and that drip will stay there usually until the following day. Uh, and that enables you to have some intravenous fluid. You might need some extra antibiotics. Um, and that, that just uh, helps to keep you well hydrated and keep you well during your postoperative recovery. You'll have a catheter in your bladder. Uh, it's important that your bladder is able to be emptied following caesarean, and you might not be able to do that yourself. So the catheter will usually stay there until the following day. In terms of the skin closure from your caesarean, we'd usually use a dissolving stitch in the skin. So it'd be unusual to have a stitch which required removal. So there'll usually be a dissolving skin stitch, and then there'll be a waterproof dressing over the top of the skin stitch. Uh, and I would usually use a clear dressing so that we can see the wound quite clearly through the dressing. Now, if your caesarean was fairly straightforward and uh, there were no uh, complicating factors, it'll usually be okay for you to have something light to eat and something to drink uh, within the first few hours after your caesarean. Uh, and this is actually a good thing to do because it helps to speed up your recovery. Now, there may be occasions where this is not advisable, in which case we'll be sure to let you know that's the case. Generally, on the first day of your caesarean, we wouldn't expect you to be getting up out of bed. This is generally a rest day where you'll be resting in bed. The exception might be if you had your caesarean very early in the morning, in which case we might have you sitting out of bed by later in the day. But usually you'd expect on the day of your caesarean, pretty much a day where you're going to be resting in bed. The midwives will give you lots of assistance with caring for your baby, and if you're breastfeeding, assisting with breastfeeding and all of those kind of things. Uh, and usually uh, your partner is... Uh, we would very much encourage your partner to be involved in all of these activities as well. So 
But we've managed to get through the day of your caesarean and the night following, and hopefully this has been a fairly comfortable time with plenty of pain relief. Uh, lots of time spent cuddling your baby and uh, helping to get the breastfeeding started if that's what you're wishing to do. So the following day, we plan to get you up and about. So generally speaking, the catheter would be removed first thing in the morning. Uh, and at some time during the day, uh, preferably the morning time, the midwife will help you to get out of bed uh, and get showered. And most women find this is a, a nice experience and makes them feel a lot fresher and a lot more back to normal, being able to have some breakfast in the morning and get up and have a shower and, and not be connected to a catheter anymore. We'd usually be able to cap off your intravenous drip so that you're not connected to a drip now. And if everything goes well during the day, then your intravenous drip would usually be removed from your hand or your arm that day as well. Making some changes to your pain relief today. So any pain relief that you had through either your epidural or through the drip would now be removed. And we'd be relying on um, tablet form of pain relief going forward now. Uh, and most commonly, this would be a combination of three tablets that you're given regularly. So one of these would be paracetamol, which is Panadol, and then usually another drug, which is uh, what we call an anti-inflammatory drug. So the two most common ones would be things like Nurofen or Voltaren. Uh, we give these in quite a good dose uh, regularly, uh, generally three times per day. Now, this, of course, uh, assumes that you're not allergic to either of these medications, in which case we find other alternatives. And the third regular type of drug you have to manage your pain relief in these early days is a slow-release, um, stronger pain relief, so a medication that's a little bit like endone or oxycodone, uh, and it's a slow-release form, which causes less side effects, means you only have to take it twice a day and gives you nice, long-lasting pain relief across the day. So they'd be the regular pain relief medications that you get. Now, on top of these, there would usually be some pain relief that you would ask for if you needed some extra pain relief. But most women will have a bit of extra pain relief in the first couple of days. And this would most commonly be a medication like oxycodone or endone, which you can have as an extra if you need it. So on the first day after your cesarean, you're mostly going to spend the day in your room unless, of course, your baby's in the nursery, in, uh, in which case you'd usually wheelchair up to the nursery to visit your baby. So day one, mostly in your room, sitting out of bed, spending some time in bed, and gently mobilising back and forth to the bathroom as you need to. And that's about all you need to be doing on the first day after your cesarean. On the second day, we continue the same plan in terms of your pain relief medication. Uh, but on the second day, you'd be doing a little bit more moving around. So spending more time out of bed, more time walking around, and able to venture out into the water, walk around the water a little bit. And it's important on day two to venture out of your room, and um, it's good for your well-being generally to expand your horizons beyond your hospital room. So some little walks around the ward um, with some assistance uh, is a good way to uh, help your recovery progress. There's plenty of evidence that women who take lots of pain relief and mobilise actively early in their recovery make a faster recovery than women who spend a lot of time sitting in a chair or sitting in bed uh, and not taking pain relief and experiencing more pain. So take plenty of pain relief uh, and gently uh, progress your mobilisation over the first couple of days after your caesarean uh, and this will lead to a better recovery.
timing of discharge is going to vary from hospital to hospital, and you may want to be somebody who's discharged from hospital quite early. Uh, and it's certainly possible to go home on day two or day three after your cesarean if everything is going smoothly and you're feeling confident. Most women will stay a little bit longer than that. Now, what you'll need in terms of pain relief once you get home will depend on how soon after your cesarean you go home. Now, the mainstay of your pain relief once you go home will be things like Panadol and Nurofen or Voltaren, and you should take these regularly in quite good doses, and your doctor or midwife I'll explain to you um, the sort of dosing you can be looking at once you go home. And you should take these medications um, regularly uh, for as long as you need to and then gradually reduce them once you feel you're not needing them anymore. Now, if you're discharged early, you might need some stronger pain relief to go home with, in which case we might give you a prescription or a small supply of, of the medication we mentioned earlier called oxycodone or endone. Now, this is a very strong pain relief tablet. Uh, it will help with your pain relief in the first few days after your home if you need it. But we do need to be careful with this medication because it's extremely addictive. And the longer you're taking it for, the harder it's going to be to stop. So if we do, do give you some endone or some oxycodone, it's the same drug, hard to take home, we generally only give you a very small supply and we wouldn't expect you to require any more than the small supply that you've been given. In terms of the dressing, so as I mentioned earlier, there's a clear waterproof dressing covering your wound. Uh, now, this can actually stay on for several weeks, and some women find the dressing is quite comfortable. It provides an extra layer on top of the wound so their underwear doesn't rub around the sensitive skin on the incision. Uh, so there's a degree of flexibility or personal preference whether you would prefer the midwives to take the dressing off before you go home or whether you prefer to leave the dressing on. It's a clear dressing, so you can see the incision quite clearly underneath and, and see how everything is healing. Uh, so if you prefer to leave the dressing intact, that's generally something we would talk about as your discharge approaches. And I've had some women leave the dressing intact for six weeks, and we take it off when they come back for their six-week checkup. It is important to be aware of constipation after cesarean section. It is quite common to have some difficulty opening your bowels in the first week or two after the cesarean. So it's a good idea to have something that you could take at home uh, in a form of a laxative to help your bowels along. Now, most laxatives are completely safe during uh, breastfeeding, uh, if you are breastfeeding. Um, so make sure that you talk to your doctor or midwife about what you might want to take as a laxative if you're having difficulty with your bowels after you leave hospital. In terms of activity, you should be pretty much fine to do most normal day-to-day -day things once you're discharged from hospital. People worry about maybe lifting their other children or going up and down stairs or just doing gentle day-to-day -day activities. Now, generally, those things are all going to be fine. Um, the caesarean section incision is inherently quite a strong incision just because of where it's placed on the abdomen uh, and the, the type of incision that it is. So it's very unlikely that you're going to do anything that will really disrupt the healing process. So the advice we generally give is that if something feels comfortable, it's okay to do. And if you go to do something and it's uh, painful around the area of the incision, then you're probably not quite ready to do that yet. And we'd certainly suggest that any uh, heavy or strenuous activity uh, or strenuous exercise, for example, should be delayed until at least after six weeks. 
in terms of driving, uh, there aren't any um, clear guidelines around when you should drive after a cesarean. But a common sense approach suggests that when you can stomp your foot on the brake really hard, then you will be safe to drive. Uh, and most women will reach this point by about three weeks after your cesarean. So what I'd suggest is that you sit in a straight back chair and stamp your right foot on the ground really hard. And when you can do that without doubling over in discomfort, then you'll know that you're ready to be able to drive. And as I say, that's generally at about three weeks. What do you need to look out for after your cesarean? Uh, you should keep an eye on how the incision is healing. If it becomes red and swollen and increasingly painful, this could be an indicator that you might be developing a wound infection. This is not especially common. If it's going to occur, it occurs most commonly within about the first two weeks after the cesarean, and it might need that you it might mean that you need some antibiotics. If this happens, then you should get in touch with your doctor or midwife or your general practitioner to get them to have a look at the incision and see whether antibiotics are needed. Now, because you've had a catheter during your caesarean, there's a possibility of developing a bladder infection. And if this happens, you might experience a lot of frequency. So needing to go to the bathroom to empty your bladder very frequently. And you might experience burning or stinging when you're passing water. And if this is the case, again, you should seek advice from your pregnancy care provider so that you can have a urine test performed and you might need some antibiotics. Now, very occasionally we see women who develop uh, a fever or an infection uh, in the uterus after cesarean. This can happen after normal birth as well, but it's a little bit more common after cesarean. And again, it commonly happens around the, the, the 7 to 14 days after the cesarean. And if this happens, you'd be likely to develop fever and lower abdominal pain. So you might feel hot and sweaty. Uh, you might have a raised temperature and feel a bit unwell uh, with pains in your lower abdomen, your lower tummy. And if this is the case, again, you should seek a review by your pregnancy care provider or your GP, as you might need some antibiotics. Generally, we would book in a six-week checkup for you to come along at six weeks and see how your recovery from your cesarean, your recovery from childbirth is going, how you're coping with motherhood. Um, and we'd have a careful look at the cesarean incision and make sure that everything is healing nicely and talk about family planning and all those other things that we do at the six-week checkup. So this is very general advice about cesarean section recovery and would apply to most women who had a cesarean. Um, there will be specific circumstances that may be particular to you, uh, in which case um, your obstetrician or midwife uh, will explain those to you before you're discharged. So if there are special things you need to be looking out for, um, then you're well aware of those things. And don't be shy to ask all of the questions you have in the time leading up to discharge so there's an opportunity for all of those questions to be answered for you. I hope this has been a helpful discussion. Uh, around the things to expect following recovery from caesarean section. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, if you have any suggestions regarding topics for future podcasts, please let me know. Bye for now.